I'm Toby Wilmot. Welcome to my podcast. Hello and welcome along to the second week of things I said I will never do that I have now done. So this was a series which I wrote a good few years ago on an abandoned blog and I decided that I'm actually quite proud of them and would like to share them again but I didn't want to just post them up on the blog so I thought it'd be fun to record them. So I've got two more for you today. Let's get right into it. The first one is called Things I Said I Will Never Do That I Have Now Done play bass in a band. When I was 14, I picked up a guitar. I wanted to play an instrument with a bit more cool factor. After six years of playing, I had learned that chicks do not dig the clarinet. By the time I was 17, I was the front man of a band. We called ourselves Interlude, and like every band of 17-year-olds, we knew that we were great. Later on, we found out our name had actually already been taken by a brand of discount feminine hygiene products. One day at practice, we were having a wholly unoriginal conversation discussing how hilarious it would be if we all swapped instruments. I declared that I could never be a bassist because my ego wouldn't handle it, and nobody disagreed. You see, apart from the keyboard player, the bassist receives the lowest amount of media coverage in a band. This is because the bass guitar is low down in the hierarchy of cool. However, this can be redeemed. You can make up for it with your own personal coolness. Then, many years later, I joined another band. Two friends of mine were working on getting a band together. As it happened, they had a lot of trouble trying to find a bassist. Eventually, they got desperate and asked me if I wanted to join them, and I agreed. Soon after joining the band, I realised that I had an opportunity to build a whole new persona. Instead of putting in lots of work trying to captivate audiences and generate stage presence, I could stand at the sidelines and work on being cool. One of the most energy-efficient ways to be cool is to be mysterious. To some people, this comes naturally. As for me, I've always been more of a huggy-the-bear kind of guy. So far, my plan is not working. Whenever I try to remain alluring, like someone on a perfume advert, the guys constantly demand that I get on mic and talk to the audience. This is not cool with me. They are never going to make a musk and name it banter. Things that I said I will never do that I have now done. This story begins when I was 15, when I got a job. It was at Sainsbury's. I was a replenishment assistant, and for two years I worked there nearly every week for five hours a week, split over two shifts. It was tough. I discovered that a good way to make time go by quickly was to go into a sweet daydream. The nature of my job meant that it didn't require too much brain ram, so this was easy. Whilst my hands were scanning the eggs through the till, my spirit was soaring like an eagle above the storm. However, I have discovered that when I do this, my face tends to disengage, making me look like someone who's employed so that the company could fulfil their equal rights quota. I've also heard this referred to as guitar face. As a result, I'd often have the more matriarchal customers lovingly ask me if I was on the back end of a night shift. It was just easier to say yes. Sometimes I would be sent to help replenish the alcohol section, and I would work with a guy my age called Tom. 
He once came and told me that I had an affectionate nickname from his middle-aged female colleague, the one-armed man. I think it was due to my distinctive stacking style. You have to give me some slack here, I was 15. All I really cared about was food and boobs. When I left Sainsbury's, I vowed I would never again work for them. Then, many years later, I went to university. Then I left university. Since then, I've learned something important about working. Having a job is a way you can earn money. You may have heard of it. Money is the way that you measure your score in Monopoly. If you're a student, you may know it as beer vouchers. If you are the parent of a student, then I've probably just evoked some vague emotional memories. It's been hard work getting a job. I've actually had two jobs since finishing university, and I'm now fighting for a third. Some say that entering the real world as a graduate is like being slapped in the face. It's more like being burped in the face. It seems that the ideal candidate for a job is someone who is under 25 with at least a decade of relevant experience or someone who has just been born and could be moulded into the ideal employee before they have any inhibiting life experiences. I've also learned something important about money. It cannot buy you happiness, but it can buy you food and water and clothes. Eventually, after a lot of denial, anger, bargaining and depression, I clicked onto the Sainsbury's recruitment website. Reapplying to Sainsbury's feels a lot like getting back in touch with your ex to see if they want to get together sometime. The rejection email you receive feels a lot like the rejection email you receive reminding you that it was you who wanted to break up in the first place and with that reminder comes more than a little bit of relief. Come to think of it, there is a place I have never worked and I've said aloud many times that I will never work there. I have written an email to God about this. To godrules at hotmail.com Ari McDonald's Dear God, please no. Brilliant, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back next week with two more things I said I will never do that I have now done. Thank you.